Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. Yesterday, I announced to you that I was going to be talking today more about this subject. When government seems to overstep its bounds and commands we as Christians to do things contrary to what God has commanded us to do, how do we deal with that in Romans chapter 13? We've got a situation up in Canada where Pastor James Coates has been arrested and his church has taken a stand. Grace Life Church of Edmonton, Alberta has made a stand to say, we're going to meet, we're going to worship. Government doesn't have the authority to tell us, the Lord's church, when they're going to worship, where, you know, how they're going to worship, uh, how many they're going to be allowed to come in to worship, and, and so on that the authority of the government stops at the door of the church. As a result of it, James Coates has been arrested. I'm not sure if he's still in jail. I don't know what's going on there exactly. I haven't followed the story, quite uh, frankly, too closely. But I did listen to his message that he preached on February the 14th, prior to his arrest. I, I I think it's title of his message, When Government Dictates the Terms of Worship, in the church, and, and there's something to that matter of that effect. And quite frankly, I thought he did an excellent job of handling this particular subject and situation. I've posted that on our Facebook page. You can listen to it at uh, Facebook at uh, Fortress of Faith. Find it there and find, our link, find the link to that message there. I, I want to weigh in on this here today. And I asked for some of you to email me and leave some messages there about your thoughts and opinions, and I appreciate that. And it's always great to hear from our listeners, whether you agree with me or not. I like to hear your view. I I get to tell you mine (laughs) every day, and so it's good for you to to share with me your views, even if you disagree with me. Of course, we ask that you uh, keep it clean and don't be mean. Some of you (laughs) need to learn that uh, particular lesson, but anyhow... All right, let's, uh, let's weigh in on this. And I think we have to go to Romans chapter 13 and understand what this is saying and not saying. Some of you actually raised this passage up in your emails to me to say that Pastor Coates was wrong. He is uh, contravening God's word here in Romans chapter 13. It tells us where to be subject to the higher powers. And so let's, uh, let, let's break this down. And some of these points are actually the very same points that Jeff Coates, uh, sorry, that um, uh, James Coates, I, I know a pastor, Jeff Coates, <laughs> but so uh, bear with me if I, if I call him uh, Jeff, I also know a Paul Coates. So if I, uh, if I mispronounce his, uh, his name as James Coates, forgive me. A lot of the points that I've made on this very particular passage he made in his message, and so that's why I think he did a, a really good job in handling this issue. And I've been warning, and I've been telling you, that we here in the West, we've enjoyed for, for a great long time a harmonious relationship with our society, with government. The Christian influence here in the West has been strong, but has been waning and dropping and now it's becoming hostile. Government is, is growing more and more hostile against Christianity. 
Let me quote to you Jerry Nadler, one of the leaders in the Democrat Party in Congress. And after a Republican colleague gave up and gave strong remarks and strong arguments against this nonsense of this Equality Act in Congress here this last week, quoting passages out of the Bible and talking about the authority of God and so on, Nadler got up to say, Mr. Stubbe, what any religious tradition describes as God's will is no concern of this Congress. And so he has taken upon himself to speak for the Congress, which is foolish for him to think that he has the authority to speak for the Congress. But what he said was outrageous and despicable, but very revealing of our day and time. That pretty much God's will, no matter what any religious tradition thinks about whatever God's will is or God's authority, he didn't say authority, but that's pretty much what he's dictating, that God's authority, God's will is of no concern to this governmental body one of the most powerful government bodies in the world, the chief government body of the United States. And he's saying God's will has no place in it. And again, we have climbed, or rather slipped, to a new low here in America as we see God being rejected and cast to the side. It started many, many years ago, but we began to really see it in the 60s. But let's get into some things that we need to establish here. And in Romans chapter 13, there's so much here, just in verse number one, that I don't think we're going to get down to the other verses. I hope that what you see here in verse number one will hopefully lay down a foundation of how you and I as Christians should see the role of government and see how that we react with it, okay? And it begins, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. So in other words, if you're a soul here on this earth, which you and I are, there are powers that you and I have to submit, subject ourselves to. And so the the fact is, and and this starts in the home, doesn't it? I mean, every kid grows up saying, you know, kind of almost in rebellion, they're not going to tell me what to do. Well, the fact is, they are going to tell you what to do, and you're going to be subject to them. They're your parents. They are your higher powers. And if you won't submit to your higher powers in your home, then you're going to have trouble submitting to higher powers outside of your home, which is in your school, your teachers, and people in authority over you. And if you won't submit to them, you're going to have problems with uh, with your job, with your boss, and uh, you're going to have all kinds of trouble. You're probably not going to have much of a career. And then the powers, you know, the the peacemakers, those who commit, uh, carry out the law, the police. Aren't we living in a day where we have so much rebellion against the higher powers? It begins in the home, that authority. And boy, we could go on just so much just talking about that beginning of those higher powers and submitting yourselves right there. But then it goes on. For there is no power but of God. So let's be clear. The ultimate supreme power in this world is God. Everything stops and starts with him. And then he delegates it. He then imparts some of his power to certain institutions. The powers that be are ordained 
of God. So let's look at this verse together. And we've kind of broken it down a little bit, but let's, let's put it together. Let every soul be subject unto the higher power. So obey them. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. So when you and I obey our parents, we're obeying God. When you and I o- obey our, our, our boss, we're obeying God. When you and I obey the laws of the land, we're obeying God. These institutions, the family, government, uh, institutions that are out there, are given powers by God. None of these powers can supersede God. They, 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 they're limited only to what God gives them. And when these powers step out of their authority into someone else's lane, have you ever played volleyball? <laughs> and there's always this guy, you know, th- you know, jumping around from his place to the next place into everybody else's position into their, into their lane, trying to do their job for them. Don't you hate those people there? My wife, you know, loves playing volleyball with kids, with teenagers there. But there's always someone out there who thinks they're going to do better for than, than what you are when it's coming to you. So they come over and hit the ball for you. She hates that. Of course, we don't do that anymore. We're getting older. We don't do that kind of stuff anymore. But uh, when you get out of your lane, you get out of your jurisdiction, you're in trouble. And that's the point that James Coates is making when, when the government comes in and tells the church, the Lord's church, how they're going to worship, how many people is allowed into worship, and, and, and all these other dic- dictations for whatever reason they give. They are stepping out of their authority and into an area where they have no jurisdiction. Now, let me answer this question because I think it's lost on some of you who emailed me on the subject. Can a person disobey government and still be subject to government, to the powers? Because we're told very clearly, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. But what if one of the powers, government, dictates that we do something that God says we're not to do? For example, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were ordered by government to worship an idol. Well, that's clearly a no-no. God says don't do that. It's one of the commandments. Don't bow down to an idol. And government said do that. So what do they do? I've got to obey God. And they did. They disobeyed government. They civilly disobeyed what they were commanded to do because God gave them a command to do otherwise. So my question to those who say that, well, be subject to the higher powers, then what about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? What about uh, the apostles? You need to understand, too, that most of the early church, we spent most of our time on the other side of the law. We did. We didn't have laws who were in governments who were in embracing our our beliefs and closing down Sunday so that we could worship and and and, and so much there you know we've been we've had it so good for so long we've we, we see things from our point of view but we've got to sometimes get different glasses on as we look at God's word to understand it better and so they so can you disobey man's law and still be subject? Absolutely, yes, you can. And I have preached this, I've said this from this microphone many, many times. And and I want to encourage you to hear it because, listen, we as Christians are being faced and forced into, as our government becomes more hostile against us, you think the issues of COVID 
is maybe an overreach into, into the church. This is just the beginning. I think we're going to see far, far more coming. So how can you disobey God, I'm sorry, disobey government and still be subject to the higher powers? Let's go to our examples in the Bible. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were ordered to do something that God said you can't do. So they disobeyed government, but they subjected themselves, they submitted themselves to the consequences. They didn't fight arrest, they didn't fight and take out their swords or, or whatever uh, they could do. They didn't resist it, they submitted. Okay, we're going to disobey, and now we face the consequences, the fiery furnace. The disciples... When they disobeyed, when they were beaten and they were told, don't you dare go out and preach in the name of Jesus. Stop this preaching. Stop this doctrine. And once they were released, what did they do? They went right back out of the market the next morning and went out and preached. Why? Because the government was telling them to do something that uh, God told them to do. And so they tried to forbid them from doing something that God told them to do. And so they continued to do it. But they didn't fight. They didn't uh, run. They didn't hide. They submitted themselves to the consequences. So you can disobey and still be submitting to the powers. Now, the judgment call of Pastor Coates and other churches out there that are making these stands on COVID, these are difficult issues. I understand that. When government steps into the affairs of the church where they have no authority, they have contravened their authority and will be judged by God for that. And we do have a responsibility to inform them that they have violated their authority because they're not going to figure out for themselves. We're the ones who are the children of God. We're the ones who know God's word. We're the ones to inform them and to stand up for God's ways. Well, that's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.